Freedom in Forgiveness What is true freedom? Some would say it's the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want. That's certainly a kind of freedom, but it's one which ultimately leads to bondage. Living in that way, we become controlled by our desires. There is another, more enduring type of freedom. It comes through self-discipline, calming our mind, controlling our reactions to things, and accepting that everything in our life comes from God. This kind of freedom brings inner peace and a calm acceptance of whatever comes. Self-control frees us from sense compulsion and from the ceaseless fluctuations of the restless mind. We become masters of ourselves. Another key to finding inner freedom is the practice of forgiveness. We have no control over the behavior of others. Holding on to past hurts and grievances only strengthens the false thought that we are subject to the ceaseless fluctuations of an inimical universe. Forgiveness is an act of both divine courage and love. It affirms our strength and our ability to react positively, even in adversity. Yes, we may think, I want to love everyone, but if you only knew what she did to me, I just can't forgive her for that. With this kind of thinking, we reduce in our mind the vast field of God-awareness into mere patches of brambles and thorns. To forgive others reminds us that beyond the joys and sorrows of this world, our true life is in God. In her book, The Hiding Place, Corey Ten Boom tells a remarkable story of forgiveness. She her father, and her sister Betsy were resistance workers against the Nazis in Holland during World War II. Though not themselves Jewish, they hid many Jews in their home and helped them to escape. Corey and her family were eventually arrested and sent to a concentration camp where her sister and father perished. Corey survived and later began a global ministry sharing the teachings of Christ throughout the world. In her own words, she tells this dramatic story. It was at a church service in Munich that I saw him, the former SS man who had stood guard at the shower door in the processing center at Ravensbrück. He was the first of our actual jailers that I had seen since that time. And suddenly it was all there, the room full of mocking men, the heaps of clothing, Betsy's pain-blanched face. He came up to me as the church was emptying, beaming and bowing. How grateful I am for your message, Fraulein, he said, to think that, as you say, he has washed my sins away. His hand was thrust out to shake mine, and I, who preached so often to the people in Blumendahl the need to forgive, kept my hand at my side. 
even as the angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ had died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand. I could not. I felt nothing, not the slightest spark of warmth or charity. And so again, I breathed a silent prayer. Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. As I took his hand, the most incredible thing happened. From my shoulder, along my arm, and through my hand, a current seems to seem to pass from me to him, while into my heart sprang a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. And so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives, along with the command, the love itself. End quote. The past two weeks, Stratisha and I offered you two practices to follow during this holy season. One, to feel God's love flowing through you constantly throughout the day. And two, to accept willingly whatever is given to you as yours to do. Now, in this third week of Advent, the month before Christmas, we offer you another suggestion. Follow these words of Swami Kriyananda, quote, Claim your soul's freedom. Bless all who ever harmed you or wished you harm. Give them your love and your prayer for their freedom in God. End quote. May you, like Corey, feel God's love flowing through you as you forgive others. May each one of us place our little candle on the divine altar of forgiveness, whose light can heal and bless the world. Wishing you blessings in this holy season. Nayaswami Devi Hello, friends. I'll share a little bit more now, drawing from thoughts in this uh, current blog. This story of Corey Tenboom is really quite powerful. A friend of mine, after reading this our blog, said, commented that, he had heard it in a slightly different version that the guard was very chastised and trembling when he came up to her thinking, how could she forgive me? This is how the story, as I found it, in the hiding place. But in any case, the, what is important is how she reacted and how God helped her to react. And so it's, again... When we think of forgiveness, it's not something in the abstract. It should be something very grounded and practical in your own life. Try to think of someone that you've held a grudge against or that has treated you unfairly and unjustly. And even with that person, just as that guard in the concentration camp, really try to feel God's love flowing through you to that person. And as we wrote in the blog, the benefit of this is mainly to ourselves because our hearts become 
burdened by holding on to all these past grievances. But if we can just say, I am free, I walk away from all of this, nothing in this world can really touch me or harm me, then we move closer and closer to seeing the world as God sees it. We move away from the small egoic limitations of uh, of our perception, and we begin to see things in a much bigger way. This really is the secret of liberation. We're speaking of freedom here, but it's a stage of spiritual liberation where we are free from the entanglements of of not only this life, but many lives. Sometimes you'll meet someone and you immediately feel either a friendship for them or sometimes an animosity. These are born of past life experiences. And whether we, uh, I think we don't want to carry negative things into the future or even attachment to positive things. Just see them all as coming from God. Accept the positive interactions with others as an expression of God's love and free yourself from negative encounters because it keeps you from living in the divine presence. I'll just close now and read to you a beautiful Whispers from Eternity by Paramahansa Yogananda on forgiveness. Master writes, Teach me, though crushed by criticism, to return always sweet forgiveness. Teach me to behave like the orange, which, though crushed and bitten, never fails to impart its sweetness. Battered by unkindness, gnawed at by carping criticism, or hewn with hard words and cruel behavior, teach me yet to pour out unceasingly the sweetness of love. Teach me to be like soap flakes, which, when rubbed and beaten, Give out only cleansing foam. Tired and tested by ingratitude, teach me nevertheless to offer in return the snow-white foam of wisdom. Our great masters came to show us the way to freedom. Jesus Christ, Babaji Krishna, Lahiri Mahashaya, Sri Teshwar, and Yoganandaji. They came not for themselves, but for, as Master said, suffering humanity. Let us use wisely the gifts they have given us, and let us, in this season of Christ consciousness, of universal love, let us use this time to free ourselves from all littleness of heart and mind. God bless you, and we wish you a very happy Christmas.